You're listening to the Sean Light Podcast, a show dedicated to helping fitness business owners escape the chaos of entrepreneurship, simplify the process, and finally grow their business revenue to six figures and beyond. And beyond. This show is about giving the frustrated entrepreneur straightforward solutions and giving you a real-time window into how Sean is building his company, 4A Health, into a seven-figure business. And now, your host, Sean Light. Okay, everyone. Well, welcome back. Welcome back to the Sean Light Podcast. I think we got episode 367 here. Now, at the time of recording this, we actually haven't released episode 366 yet, uh, but it's taken some time. And I got to tell you, my suspicions were correct. I, now, I said that one of the reasons that doing it every single day was so important was because I probably wouldn't have, it would have been a lot harder. Like if you leave yourself some leeway to not record a podcast uh, by saying like, I'm going to do it like once a, or twice a week or something like that. Uh, there's always going to be that. And it's always going to be easy to rationalize why you de- maybe you should not record. Maybe, maybe we, there's going to be room to rationalize why you sh- don't necessarily need to be as on the ball with it. Uh, and it already proved true. I said I was going to record my first or release my next podcast on July 12th. Uh, and it's July 15th when I'm first, when I first, uh, when I'm first recording, personally recording my next one. Now, I already have four in the queue with guests. And I think where my headspace is right now, you've probably already listened or the the podcast with Alex Effer uh, has probably already come out, which is awesome because Alex Effer is the man. And what an awesome and enlightening podcast that actually was. I was really impressed with his, with his skill set as an entrepreneur. Uh, and he's actually there's been some things and some, some changes that I've made based on, based on that podcast. And honestly, I got to tell you guys, like, that's why that's the main reason why I like having the guests on is because I'm learning and that's kind of how I'm, I'm approaching this. Like I'm approaching this, the guests as I'm trying to learn from you and I'm going to bring the audience along for the ride. And I think that, I think that that's cool. Uh, I think that that's cool. But if you listen to the podcast, you know that it really doesn't matter what I think. And we have to go into the data and find out if that's what people are actually liking uh, and we'll, we'll adjust. So it's been a couple of weeks since we released episode 365. I really, I really was really proud of episode 365. Thought we, I thought we did a nice job. I thought, well, I guess it's not we. I thought I did a nice job of really summing up the entirety of the 365 day journey. I really did think about it and try to try to cap it off and, and talk about the things that I learned and, and all that fun stuff. But as we progress here in, into uh, 366 and beyond, uh, you know, the way that it looks like it's going to shake out is we're going to do two, two episodes a week. We'll do one. Uh, as of right now, it looks like we're going to do one early in the week, which is going to be a guest episode. Uh, and then we're going to do one and then we're going to do one on Thursday. So we'll do like a Monday guest episode and then a Thursday not guest episode. So it'll be a Thursday uh, it'll be a Thursday release of, of a solo episode. And the way I want to approach that is really just education. I want to use it almost like a webinar for your ears. Uh, that's my goal. I, I, I've actually for temporarily thrown my microphone to the wayside and I'm going with my, with my video game headset. It's a little more comfortable. Uh, and actually it'll be a little bit more consistent sound, which I, which I like as I move my head and I like to be, I like to move around while I talk and this is, this is helpful. But anyway, 
So right before we get into the to the topic, I just wanted to just give you some quick quick hitters of of kind of some stuff I've been working on since since the uh, 365 has ended. You know, we spent so many so much time telling you every single day what it is that I was doing, and now that it, now that now that that has been uh, now that that's up, you have no idea what I'm doing, and who knows if anybody cares. But we're going to tell you anyway. What the first thing that I've done, one of the big switches that I've made in the last couple of weeks, uh, is. I am I'm setting up my schedule every day in order to give first is to help people first. Uh, and it all comes back to I think I was I think I was reading I was reading a book by David Rubenstein. I got to credit my dad for this one. He gave me this book. I think he gave it to me on Christmas and I when I first got it it looked interesting, but it wasn't something that I was really drawn to read. Uh, put it in the closet kept it there, knew I was going to read it eventually, but let's wait for the right moment. And, and I think that moment came uh, about a couple of weeks ago. And I got to tell you, the book's awesome. The book's really good. The book's really good. Uh, and it's a lot like Tools of Titans from Tim Ferriss, a Tribe of Mentors for Tim Ferriss, only with like really successful people where uh, he gets he gets the collection of like the Warren Buffets, the Bill Gates, uh, George W. Bush, Bill Clinton, like really high level successful people. And he interviews them. He talks to them. And he kind of breaks down like what they do and how they get there and advice that they have for other people trying to do similar things. Uh, and I love it. And I've been reading, I've been reading two interviews a day. It takes about 15 minutes to read each one. Uh, and Tim Cook, who's the CEO of of Apple uh, from Mobile, Alabama. Didn't know that. I'm a former Mobile resident, which is weird to say. That's so odd. Uh, but Tim Cook, he says that one of the things that has one of the, I guess, North Stars of the strategies and the directions that he takes as a, as a leader is to turn left when everybody else is turning right. And I think that's so interesting. And if, if those of you have been with me for a while, we've talked about how normal is broken and how normal is a dying business and how most people are not successful. Most people just kind of fit into the into the mold of what a human being is typically supposed to be, the nine to fives, like really not breaking out and having like breakthrough success. That's really what normal is. And as a CEO of Apple, you can't do that. Like you are in charge of like required, you're required as the CEO of Apple to be building a service that is not normal. Uh, so that requires you to enter that uncharted territory to truly turn left when everybody else is turning right. And it kind of got me into this mindset of, you know, where am I turning right when I really should be turning left? Where am I following the crowd when I really shouldn't be? And one of the interesting things that kind of came up, I'm, and I'm not even sure how I came, came to this conclusion, but one of the things that I, that I thought of is, is, is I was always thinking about what moves the needle in the business. Like, what are the things that actually get it done, right? And when you really get down to the brass tacks of it all, it's money, it's finances, it's sales, it's more clients, it's the consistency of that. So I spent so much time and effort like really trying to hone, hone down the consistency of sales and revenue and all that stuff. And inadvertently, I think that, I well, I don't think that the, the I don't think that the product itself has suffered but I think that it was, I think that it is, was put behind like priorities wise in terms it was put behind sales. And, and, and that's not where I want to be as a, as a leader. That's not where I want to be as a, as, as a company. And when you really look at the whole turn left, turn right thing, 
and you ask any normal business that eventually fails, because 90% of businesses ultimately fail, and you ask them, what's the thing that I'm most focused on? I think they're going to say sales. I think they're going to say more clients, client acquisition. I think those are the things that they're going to say. And if most businesses are doing that, maybe that's where I should be turning left and going against the grain and into those uncharted territories and really focusing on giving first. Now, the tasks that I'm doing every day aren't really changing. I'm changing the order in which they're, do, they're, they're, they're coming. But what's inter- interesting in the first few days that I've done this is I've really felt that there was momentum. And in the conversations that I've had, not only with my team, but our clients, I've felt differently about how I was approaching them. I've felt differently, like when you get off a call and you like kind of, you're unwinding a little bit from the call and and like recapping it in your mind. I have felt that there was a significantly more amount of momentum after the calls uh, based based on like, just this simple transition, which I found interesting. Now, again, I'm only a couple of days deep, but I think that that I think that that's working, and I like that. I like being a company that is focusing on the customer and giving first. Here's a great example. The last couple of days, I've been getting on calls with each one of our our team members, and typically, the way that I've set up those calls is I we go in and we start like, hey, how's everything going? Let's talk about 4A stuff. Where are you doing from content creation? How is things going with our with our clients? What's, where are we at with uh, social media engagement? Blah, 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 blah. That's great. Now, what can I help you with, right? And we start talking about like, okay, what are your goals? What are the things you want to do? Blah, 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 blah. I think that that's all. I think that that's good. And I always want to be somebody who's giving as much as they're taking. But if I'm really committed to it, if I'm really a giver, if I'm really in this for the right reasons, Maybe I should be switching up the order and really showing my cards as somebody like these are my priorities. And that's what I've done. So I've started with all of my team members. The first thing that I do is we talk about them. We talk about their goals. We talk about the things that have nothing to do with 4A and what do you want to do in your career and how can I support that mission? We talk about building businesses, the businesses that they want to build. We talk about client acquisition, the clients that they want to acquire. We talk about all those things, setting up websites, virtual stuff, all these fun things. We talk about that. And like the last 10 minutes of the call, we talk about 4A stuff, make sure we're on the same page, and then we move on. And I, I just like the feel of that. It makes me feel better about myself as a leader and asking them to do tasks because I know that I'm really helping and I'm really committed to it. And hopefully they can see that as well. And I think that's a big deal. So that's what I've been doing. We're working on that give first side. And then the other thing that I, I wanted to mention here in this podcast and and guess you know I'm well I'm much more prepared for these podcasts and you'll see that most likely uh, I'm much more prepared for these podcasts than I've ever been for any of the 365 podcasts uh, that we've done in the past the other thing I want to talk about was uh, this morning mastermind that I've I've kind of started I've, I've the first thing that I'm doing in the mornings now is I'm doing I'm, I'm let's stepping into the classroom of Sean Light University and all that is is I am trying to learn and grow every single morning. One of the things that I have learned, one of the things that I've noticed really is that when I read, when I study, when I learn, it elevates my consciousness a little bit. It makes me feel like I'm more on that level versus like the level of a pretender. And it, and it, and it changes my approach to the day. So with that knowledge, I'm like, okay, I have to do this every single day. I have to keep rolling. I have to keep trying to learn. I've bought a couple more books. Uh, very excited. I bought, bought two Jesse Itzler books, Living with the Monks and Living with the Seal. 
really interested to read these books. We'll talk about that another time. But so every morning I'm spending anywhere from an hour and a half, I'll say an hour to three hours every morning, just learning and getting better and feeding my mind. And what I've, what I've found to be interesting with it about it is that it's almost like a mastermind. Now, if you guys don't know what a mastermind is, I know we had an episode on this, but it's literally like two minds are better than one, right? And a third mind appears. That's what they say in, uh, in Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. A third mind appears and, and now you have this access of the, the power of the mastermind. And I'm like, well, that's awesome. But how do I find the right people to do that? I, would I go out recruiting people? Do I put an ad in the newspaper? Do I talk to my friends? And it's just hard to, it's hard to create the mastermind that really works. And I think that maybe on some level, if I just listen to podcasts, if I watch these YouTube clips, if I am reading these books, theoretically, like I'm around their thoughts and I'm thinking about, I'm starting to think and have questions based on what they're talking about. And I'm starting to have thoughts and like different, like different levels of thoughts are entering my mind. Hey, maybe I can do that. I've never thought about that before. And I go through that. And I think that on some level, the power of the mastermind is accessible through all the content that exists in this world. So I'm spending my, I'm spending my mornings learning. And at the same time, uh, I think that there's some mastermind component to that. I, I don't know. I, I think it's an interesting thought, but I'm not 100% sure that there actually is a mastermind component to it, but it feels as if it does. Another thing with these, uh, with these longer podcasts, I'm definitely going to take some water breaks as I just did. Uh, so if you hear a little pause, that's me drinking water. Let's do it again. All right. So what I want, the topic we're going to chat about here today, and I want to go into depth on this, is I believe I call these the three universal laws of creating a breakthrough. Now, I created a video about this a couple, maybe like a month ago, we'll say. And I stuck it on the confirmation page of a webinar that I was putting together. The reason I put it there was because I was thinking about the person who signs up for the webinar, what they're there for, why they're there, and then what do they need in that moment of, I just signed up for this webinar, what's next? And I, what I did was I sat and I thought, I was like, what does, this, what does this person need? Not like, what's the sales tactic? What does this person actually need to hear right now, my ideal customer, in order to actually succeed? And I thought, I said, you know what they're here for? What's the reason they sign up for this webinar? All of that stuff, what they're really looking for is like that golden nugget. They're looking for that one piece of content, that one piece of information that actually creates a what in their world, creates a breakthrough creates that moment, that pivot point, that, 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 that point where the scales tip in the other direction and actually allows them to start seeing their business start going into the green, start seeing momentum, start seeing a shift in the, in the future outlook of what they've created. That's what they're looking for. That's why they signed up for this thing. It's not, they're not really looking to learn the process. They're looking to create that breakthrough. That's what they I mean, that's for every webinar I've ever signed up for. I think Probably I'm not quite in that spot anymore with, with books and seminars. Uh, but most of the books and the seminars they've ever been through, I'm looking for that breakthrough. It's going to really separate me and make and, and turn me into that person and that achiever that I've always wanted to, wanted to become. Now I said, okay, if that's what they're trying to create, first question is, does my webinar deliver that? 
And I say, yes, 100%. If you really want it, the webinar can lead you down that path. No questions asked. I would never have put it out if I didn't believe that. Okay. I think almost all of my content will lead you down that path. But here's the reality of it. And if you're listening to this podcast, you already know this. You may not want to admit it to yourself, but you already know this. There is no magic bullet. There is no secret sauce. There's no one thing that you're going to do that you're going to put it out there and your life is going to change and your business is going to change forever. Now, of course, there's these viral hits that get out there and you get a surge of, of revenue or a surge of customers and, and, and things are good for a little bit. But you have to capitalize on that. You have to keep going with that. One of the things that I found to be very interesting uh, and, and a true human experiment that I've, that I've noticed was that when we first started when we first started the coronavirus pandemic, put out this quote, coaches in quarantine conference, thousands of people signed up for it. It was awesome. Huge revenue spike for my business. I loved it. And now I don't know if I was actually the first person to do it, uh, but I didn't, I never saw anybody do it before me. Uh, and then I saw a bunch of, bunch of other ones that popped up. No, I don't, you know, whatever. This is a great opportunity. I think it's, I think it's possible. And what I saw with a lot of these, with these folks is that they just kept going with it. And they were like, this is how I'm going to, this is how I'm going to generate revenue henceforth. And it doesn't really work that way, right? Like you're, you're trying to capitalize on your virality uh, and, you know, like how long, it's so super, you're always trying to hit that, that viral, that viral, uh, you know, wave. And that's, you know, that's, that's, that's a lot. That's a very fragile and very, uh, a very rare and hard thing to manufacture intentionally uh, to leverage your whole business on it. And that's, I think that's a problem. I know that's a problem. So what we now know is that in order to succeed over the long term, there is no magic bullet. There's no one thing. There's no ingredient that we're going to sprinkle on top of this thing and and accelerate the growth of the entire business. It's just. It's just unrealistic. It's not going to happen. And you know it. You know this. You absolutely know that that is a fact. I know you know this. You may not want to believe it, but I know that you know it. So if we know that, we know that we're in this for the long haul. We know that this has to be consistent. You need to be productive. You need to have energy. You need to be doing it day in, day out. You need to be making sacrifices, all of those things. So the first universal law of creating a breakthrough is what I like to say, identifying the fact that resistance is omnipresent. It's always there. I would suggest, if you're listening to this podcast, this is a freaking masterclass. All of our podcasts going forward are masterclass. Now, you may not be in the routine of taking notes during podcasts, but you should start. Because I most likely know more about business and the world that you're trying to find a breakthrough in than you do. Okay, now I don't know who's listening to this. I'm sure there'll be some people in here who know more than I do. Okay, don't want to step on anybody's toes out here. But if you're listening to this, most likely I'm further down the road than you are. And if you're not taking notes right now, that is showing me and it's showing you how much value you expect to be able to get out of something like this. And if you didn't expect to get a lot of value out of something like this, why are you wasting your time? Take out a notebook, pause this, get a pen, and take notes. First thing, resistance, identifying the fact that resistance is omnipresence, will always be there. It's never going away. We're all hoping for that day where we come out of the darkness. We emerge from the underground. 
And everything is easier after that. We've built up so much momentum that the resistance is gone and we can just cruise our way down and get, how many times throughout my life do I hear people use the phrase passive income? Makes me mad. Makes me out of my freaking mind. Because what you're looking for is a pipe dream. Yeah, like, yes, I think passive income exists. I think that it exists much more on the side of like, uh, like investing properly through compound interest over time. I think that's much more of a realistic uh, avenue to do it. But you are not serving people. We talked about earlier in the podcast about giving first. If you're looking for passive income, you're a taker. I don't want to work with you if you're a taker. I don't want anything to do with you if you're a taker. If you're talking to me, I want to sip margaritas on the beach and watch checks come into my bank account. You, my friend, are a dreamer, and you are a taker, and you are not somebody that I want to list, that I want to be working with. So if you're listening to me right now, and that's you, either clean your act up or hit the red X at the top of the screen because this podcast is not created for you, my friend. Resistance is omnipresent. That's number one. Resistance is never going away. What do I mean by resistance? What is resistance? What if I asked you right now, take out your AirPods, pull over on the side of the road to the nearest strip mall, nearest shopping center, go into a coffee shop, and start trying to drum up business. I want you to put yourself in that position. How does it feel walking in there knowing that everybody there is there for a nice cup of coffee and you're going to go solicit business? And you're going to interrupt their wonderful coffee, their coffee experience, in order to try to grow your business. How's that feel? Sucks, right? You're not happy about that. Makes you nervous. It makes you uncomfortable. The palms sweaty. The pits get sweaty. You're uncomfortable. You're nervous. Anxiety. All that crap, right? But here's the other thing. Tony Robbins says this all the time, and I love it. If you don't talk to your neighbor, if you're in business and you don't talk to your neighbor, you're dead. You have to do that. You have to go do the thing. The beautiful thing about business is that there are things that you have to do that almost nobody wants to do. That's resistance. What happens if tonight, tonight, there's, you've, been, you've been waiting all week for the Bachelor finale, two-hour special. Who's he going to pick? Is it going to be Jenny or Rachel? Too random. I don't know why those are the two names that pop. Jenny's pretty generic. Rachel, I don't know where that one came from. But who are they? Who's he going to pick? You've been waiting all week for this. And then you read something about, or you hear something about, you know, if you do, you know, I don't know, you have to, then a, a work thing comes up, and or you're really on a roll and you really want to keep going. But now you have this, the bachelor thing is coming up. And now you have this work requirement or this thing that you really want to capitalize on from a work standpoint, but the bachelor that toss-up, that emotional pull, that's resistance. How about when a commercial comes on and you go straight to your phone? That's resistance. All throughout our day, we feel these pulls. They're very physical. We feel them. We really feel them. We, we feel these pulls to the things that don't serve the growth of the business and the greater good, achieving what we ultimately want to achieve. We, feel, we, we literally feel those pulls, right? Pulling us to Instagram, social media, Netflix, HBO, video games, drinking out with our friends, party, and all that fun stuff. And it's fun. I give you that. Right? And there's a place for all that. But we feel that. 
If I asked you right now, is going out partying with your friends going to serve the long-term growth of your business? Every single one of you, 100% of you will say no. But at the same time, almost 98% of you are going to say, I still do it. So why? It's because of that resistance, that resistance that's omnipresent. It's always going to be there. So now what we have to understand is that we got under we gotta we gotta do something about that. And I think the first thing to understand is really dive into understanding what that actually is. And it's emotion. You feel emotional pulls. Now, if you're a man, I'm sorry. I don't want to get emotional on you, but your emotions are what's stopping you from succeeding in business. The chokehold of every business is the psychology of the of the leader. Are you a risk taker? Are you aggressive? Are you confident? Are you learning? Are you growing? Are you doing the things that are necessary even though you don't want to do them? It's the psychology of a leader. And if you're honest with yourself, if you do some real self-reflection and you're the leader of your business, you'll believe that and you'll see it. You'll see it in yourself because it exists. And all the, the reason that we boil it down to the emotional level is because you have to know that. Because if you're going to do something about it, you have to know what you're going to do something about. You have to know that it's emotion. And here's the wonderful thing is that emotion is trainable. You can do something about emotion. I've studied neuroscience for a better part of a decade, almost eight years now I've been studying neuroscience. And what I've learned, and if you've, any of you have been to any of my exercise science courses, you know that emotion is trainable. It's in the neocortex. You just got to myelinate that pathway. The reason, if any of you have read the book, The Talent Code, I forget who it's by. I feel like it's by some Daniel something. I forget who it's by. But if any of you read The Talent Code, what they talk about is literally myelination. The whole book is about myelination. Myelin is the fatty sheath that surrounds your neurons. And the more myelinated a neuron is, the easier it is to function. Muscle memory, myelination, it's the same thing. Went out and played basketball today. And I haven't I haven't played basketball in God knows how long. And I was just draining threes. I was getting buckets. And that's because my shooting form pathway is so myelinated from all the reps that I've done throughout my entire life. The reason, and so what the, the myelin does is it speeds up the pathway. It makes it more efficient for the, for the electrical impulse signal to go from the brain to the muscles. And that's why you have muscle memory. You do the same thing over and over again. The reason that you can drop down and do a deadlift like it's nothing is because you have a lot of myelination going to that pattern. The reason you have no idea what you're doing on a hand clean is because you just haven't done enough reps there and the myelination isn't very efficient. Same thing goes with your, same thing goes with your uh, negative habits. Why? Is it so easy for you to go watch Netflix? Why is it so easy for you to go out drinking with your friends? Because it's such a myelinated emotional pathway in your world. And it's just so quick and it's so efficient. And the things that serve you are very unmyelinated, very inefficient. And it's just a lot of resistance to making that happen. So what's step one after we identify resistance? So we're going to br- we're still breaking down the first universal law of identifying the fact that resistance is omnipresent. In that in that world, the first thing that we want to do is we want to create a little space between the resistance and the subsequent action. Right now, it's so it's so it's so immediate for you. It's so like right afterwards that it's just it's it's automatic. We want to create a little bit of space, a little bit of time between here's the emotion And here's the action so that you can make a conscious decision. 
first way to do that is recognize that that emotional pull exists and it's, and it's stopping you and it's dragging you down. That's the first thing that we need to do is we need to create that space. So the way that we create that space is identifying and understanding that resistance is always going to be there. And it's never going to go away. It's never going to go away. Ever. Be doing this for 50 years, it'll still be there. Be there for five minutes, it's still going to be there. It's always going to be there. So we identify the fact that resistance will always be there. And by doing that, we create a little space between when the resistance exists and we notice it, and the subsequent action that we do something about it. And what the subsequent action is what we're looking to change. That leads us to number two, water time. Please hold. Okay, so this leads us to number two. So it's very simple. We've created the space. We know that resistance exists. We've created the space between the, the emotional trigger, the emotional pull, and the subsequent action. And now, now we're at the, we've created like a little fulcrum for ourselves. A little time for a decision. I think we all can identify what step number two is. You get started. You make the right decision, right? Now, this is your opportunity for grit. Yeah, this is really no other way around it. You need a little grit to make the right decision. You have to have, I wrote down on my notes here, you have to have some toughness here. You have to be able to make the decision. You have to be able to fight off that emotional pull and say, whatever I'm doing, is not going to serve me. I have to fight it out and get on the other side of that. Get a little momentum going. That's what the universe, second universal law is, is start the momentum. Make one great decision. I actually like that better. The second universal law of, of creating a breakthrough is to, oh gosh, I already forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Create a little momentum. I think that's what it was. Now, it's very easy for me to sit up here. And this is one thing. I was watching, I was watching a video by a guy named Ryan Serhan. Ryan Serhan is a, is a, I guess, a multimillionaire real estate mogul. Not my favorite guy. Not, nothing wrong with him, but just yeah, not, really my, not really my personality. Uh, and I was watching like a vlog by him. I really like his apartment tours. He shows awesome places in New York City. I think that's cool. But uh, he's doing, he was like flew down to Florida to give like a, a speech. And it's like, he loves like the motivational speech stuff. And, and we've all been to these things, right? But the, what's, where's the substance in that? There really is no substance to motivation, right? It's just like, like you listen to Gary Vee. Gary Vee is another one of these guys. I think there's, I think Gary Vee has a real role in business and, and, and entrepreneurship. So I don't really want to pigeonhole him into this category because I really, he really knows what he's doing. But what Ryan Serhant, what I don't get in his message is I don't get the reality of creating change. He's like talking to all these real estate agents, he's hyping them up, but he doesn't understand that he's different. I don't know that he doesn't understand it, but his message isn't getting that across. It's not just about motivation. I could sit up here all day and say, you got to make sacrifices. You got to come early and stay late. I think that's exactly what he was saying. But it doesn't really get to the root of what's going on here, right? Like, we all understand that. We all get that. But we got to figure out why you're making the decisions and taking the actions that you're taking. And then we have to find a way to make the change. Because the reason that Sirhan is so successful and someone like the people in the audience isn't so successful is not because they don't understand the logic behind that. It's because they have different emotional pulls that are weighing their scale down in different, in different ways and they're taking one action and he's taking another. Is that they find more pleasure 
and more efficiency, myelination and success and achievement and the process of that than you find in the process of that as well versus the process of the things that don't serve you going out, having fun, uh, video games, all that other stuff. That's the difference. And we have to understand that. So it's easy for me to say step two is grit. Just do it. Nike, let's go. I could say that, but it's not. And we're playing a different game here, friends. We're playing a different games here. So my recommendation to you is to figure out your recipe. What's your recipe? What do I mean by that? I mean, I want you to stack the deck in your favor. I want to ask you, so here, here's a good story. When I was working down in Mobile, Alabama, talked about it earlier, bringing it back. When I worked down, when I worked down in Mobile, Alabama, we had, uh, I was working in minor league baseball, Mobile Bay Bears, had an awesome staff, really fun summer. We had a great group of guys down there, uh, and we had a lot of fun. It was the only summer that I was there where our manager, our team manager, head coach, if you guys know baseball terms, uh, he basically required that the staff work out. And we had, I was strength coach, so I was in charge of making the programs. We made some cool savage programs, super fun out there, mobile, super hot. And one of the things I, I saw, I saw somewhere on, on a blog or something that uh, cold water spikes your testosterone. Uh, and I doubt that this really had much of a uh, testosterone, uh, you know, a hormonal effect on the guys. Uh, but one of the things that I programmed into the, into the lift was we called it a T spike. So right before we would go bench press, uh, you'd go outside and everybody would just throw ice cold water on you and it would shock the system. It would hype you up and you just go right in soaking wet uh, and you'd go bench press and they loved it. It was so much fun and guys numbers on the bench was, was so much better. Was it because of the testosterone boost? Probably not. Was it like a shock to the system? Get you a little going, get you a little fired up, get you hyper aware for the, for the bench press, probably more so than the, than the hormonal resistance. But here's the thing that strength was in there. And all we did was we elicited a different state in order for him to get onto the bench press and give me more than what he probably would have given me had he not gone through the T-spike. The point of that story is to tell you that the same recipe exists in your world, right? We talked about earlier that there's a lot of things in business that you have to do that you don't want to do. Nobody wants to do it, right? But in order to do that, in order to really make that decision, right? Step two is to make the decision to have a little grit and get the momentum going. Make one great decision. That's step number two. And if it's, it's most likely going to be something that you don't want to do. So in order to stack the deck in your favor, we need to do things that get you in a state, a physical state, emotional state, psychological state that make it easier for you to overcome that barrier than it would be if you were in your kind of vanilla state, let's call it. So what are the things that improve your physical, emotional, and psychological state? Exercise, really easy, really easy. Exercise is one of them. If I put one of the first things that I ask all of my, one of the first things that I ask all of my clients to do is to create a legitimate strength and conditioning program. What are the things that you can create? What are the things that you can create every single day? I'm sorry, from an exercise standpoint, what's a program that you can create that gets you feeling better about yourself? When you're not working out, you feel like crap. You feel like a fat ass. When you're eating like crap, you feel like a fat ass. You eat Doritos all day, you feel like a fat ass. You're, gonna, you're not going to want to go to that coffee shop and start drumming up business. But if you feel like a savage, feel like you got your shit together, if you feel like a beast, you're much more willing to do that, right? So exercise consistently. Have some discipline. Do it. Nutrition. Get in there. Master that stuff. When you eat right, when you exercise right, you feel good. 
right? Here's a couple other things is practice mindfulness, right? Have a little bit uh, by, by the more you practice the mindfulness, the more you can create that uh, separation between the emotional pull and the, and the uh, subsequent action. And the more, the easy, more easily you'll be able to make that, you'll be able to make that switch. I really like this one is kill the monster while it's small. Kill the monster while it's small. There's when 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 you are faced with a decision. Think I think about this. You back in the day, you're at the bar. You're gonna go you see somebody across the bar that you really like, and then you say like, I want to go talk to them. Right now, that's the moment where it's the easiest. But if you sit there and you start thinking about it, you'll come up with all the excuses in the world, all the rationalizations in the world, and you're never gonna get over there. And so you want to kill the monster, which is the demons, which is the doubt, which is the procrastination, before it gets too big and overruns the circuit. One of the things, one of the big uh, moments of that in my world is when I wake up in the middle of the night. I always want to think about business like right away. And if I start thinking about business, I'm in big trouble. So as soon as a business nugget comes into my mind, I have to kill the monster while it's small. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to go back to sleep. Got to kill the monster while it's small. A couple other things that I think is really important. Actually, we'll say one more thing that I think is really important in terms of increasing your state, your emotional, psychological, and physical state in order to make those tough decisions and create that momentum is cold showers. There are a few things on this planet, ladies and gentlemen, that change your state instantaneously and so aggressively in your favor, like a cold shower, an ice cold shower, something I've been doing for years now, never want to do it, but it always changes my state for hours, hours afterwards. I think you're, I think you're leaving something on the table if you're not, if you're not testing that out. So number two, is you have to create a little momentum, make one great decision. So what we've done is we've identified the fact that resistance exists and will always exist. We've created a little space in between the emotional trigger and the subsequent action that allows us to make one great decision, which is law number two. What's number three? We've created the habit. We know where we're at. We know that resistance isn't going away. Now it's about driving that into a habit and doing it over and over and over again. Resistance never goes away. It never goes away. It's always going to be there. It's omnipresence. The way that you overcome that is you build a habit. You build the muscle, your mind, your brain, you build the muscle, you myelinate that pathway over and over again, make it more efficient so that once the resistance comes up, you are somebody who habitually overcomes resistance. It comes up, you know what to do because you've done it. You don't negotiate with yourself. You've done it for years, for decades. You just know what to do because that's who you are. You overcome that. That is who you are as a habit. You are, you are chronically overcoming resistance. It's muscle memory through reps. And this is what I really like about this is you can't lead someone to a place that you've never been. Most personal trainers are not practicing what they preach. They're having people come into their weight room and they're saying, you gotta show up every day. You gotta have accountability. You gotta have consistency. I know you don't want to. I know you don't wanna do those 12 reps, but you have to overcome it. When the going gets tough, you have to fight through it. But are you doing the same thing? Because in their world, you know it's a mental struggle too. They know what to do. It's a mental problem. It's a psychological problem. It's an emotional problem. But have you identified the similarity, the correlation between that and yourself in your world, in your business world? Maybe that's why you're having a hard time getting clients to get over that hump 
because you don't know how to lead yourself there because you've never gotten there. You can't lead someone to a place that you've never been, only by luck. Lastly, you have to tip the scales. Read somewhere, I don't know how true this is, but I read somewhere that it takes 16 days to drive a habit into the subconscious, or to drive an action into the subconscious and turn it into a habit. You just have to go. You have to, re you have to get reps. Repetition is the mother of skill. Now, everything that I talk to you guys here about today is, is easy. It's simple. Have I given you something that will create a breakthrough in your career? 100% I did. I gave you a lot of things. I gave you a lot of things in this podcast that can actually give you that breakthrough in, in your business. Think about this. Think about this. If you turn into a robot, we programmed you to have no emotions, no psychology, and all that you and we you did, you were highly efficient. You got all the tasks done. You did all the dirty work, all the things that you didn't want to do, and you did it for six months, three months, three months even. What do you think would happen to your business? What do you think the difference in your business would be? I'll guarantee you that 100% of the people listening to this right now who were in, those, in that position are saying, yeah, my business would be way better. Well, then if that's the case, what we've identified for you is the, is the full recipe. We've identified for you today exactly how you change it, exactly how you do something about it. Now, it's not easy. I am with you. I have empathy towards you. I have a tremendous amount of empathy for you in the fact that the emotional pull is real and it's strong. It's strong as hell. Okay? And this is not going to be an easy process. It's going to be a challenge, but you need to get your reps. You need to have discipline. You need to stack the deck in your favor. Get your body in the right mind. Get your mind, get your, I'm sorry, get your, get your body in the right state of mind. Get your mind in the right state of mind. Get your emotions right. Prepare your environment. Eliminate distractions so you don't have to utilize mental toughness. It's a great book. Uh, the Organized Mind by Daniel J. Levitin. And he talks about, uh, he talks about uh, how the brain uses oxygenated glucose every time it needs to exert mental toughness. And at some point, the oxygenated glucose is gone and you don't have it left. You only have so many no's in the system before it's going to be a yes. It's science. It's physicality. It's there. It's substances. This is, the, this is it. You could create your whole business stemming off of this podcast. And that's the game. Guys, if you want some help through this process, Go to 4acoaching.com and book your free momentum call with me. I know it's tough. I know it's a challenge. I've been there myself, and I'm helping amazing entrepreneurs who are in the same shoes that you're in right now. I'm helping amazing entrepreneurs every single day through a one-on-one coaching program. Guys, this one-on-one coaching program isn't going to be around forever. As we scale the program, it's going to be, it's going to be less one-on-one. It's going to be more group style. All right. So if you're interested, if you want my help, and I know I can help you. If you want my help, go to 4acoaching.com, book your free momentum call, and we'll just chat. There's no commitment. We'll just chat. We'll talk about how what we do can change your business in a really short period of time if you're committed, if you show up, and if you do the work. If, though, if you check those three boxes, I think you're a fool if you don't sign up for that, for that coaching program because I see what it's doing for other coaches across the world in every single market, in every single style of fitness business. 
it's just great stuff, guys, and I'm really proud of it. Guys, the next episode, uh, the next episode, uh, according to what my mind is at right now, uh, will be coming out on Monday, and it's with an uh, awesome guy, assuming my schedule stands up. It's with an awesome gentleman. I love this guy. He is the man, great person, great strength coach, Julian Talens, former client of mine, and he's going to walk you through his business. He's going to walk you through the challenges that he found, the psychological challenges that he's found, uh, and really how we helped, uh, how we sat together and we created a plan that he loves because he has a dancer specific strength and conditioning garage gym out in california if you think your niche is too small if you're wondering where you're going to find your clients you got to listen to this podcast because he has a dancer specific strength and conditioning program and he's selling high ticket offers and selling them you got to listen to this that's coming out on monday guys thank you so much for being a part of this episode i loved this I loved this. I don't think we took an hour on this, which is cool too. Uh, but I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed getting more in depth. I really enjoyed the process of creating uh, and note taking and preparing for this episode. And I think that there's wild amounts of value in this in this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, have a wonderful day, and we will see you back here for the next episode of the Sean Light Podcast. We're back in action, folks. We'll see you soon. Did you know you can work one-on-one with Sean for free for 30 days to help you build your fitness business? If you want to learn more about how to take advantage of our 30-day runway coaching program, head over to 4acoaching.com and schedule your free momentum call. That's the number 4acoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this episode, and we'll see you back here tomorrow for the next episode of the Sean Light Podcast.